Welcome to the WAC Podcast. Today's episode is presented by Hercules Tires. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Danner and Kendra Sheehan. Welcome to the WAC Podcast. I'm Kendra Sheehan, joined by Eric Danner. Right here. Right here. (laughs) Big show ahead. Big show ahead. We have a new school that has officially joined the WAC. Well, they haven't officially joined the WAC. Okay. They They officially accepted an invitation to join the WAC. They will officially become a member of the WAC July 1st. Well, see, what I was about to say is... We have a new school <laughs> officially joining the WAC effective July 1st. Oh, well, I, see, I stepped on what you're saying. My okay. apologies. No worries. We'll just what else do we have in the show? <laughs> How about undefeated Seattle U men's basketball head coach, interim head coach, Chris Victor, talking to us about what's working for his team. Chris Victor leading the Red Hawks to a lot of victories. Ooh, Red Hawks off to that red hot start. Uh, best start since 1964. Yeah. So we're talking a lot of times. So that's uh, very exciting. We're going to have that in segment two. And design your own WAC basketball court to win tickets to WAC Vegas. We're having these contests every week. Last week we had the Dress Your Pet Ooh, contest, yeah. which we fun. got a lot of good pets. I mean, it was hard to decide. I Again, was not part of the process. Yeah. But uh, Lorraine McFly, uh, shout out to the name because it's <laughs> a, a, an homage to Back to the Future, one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Maybe you, you know this or not. Marty McFly, played by Michael J. Fox. Lorraine McFly, played by Leah Thompson. Yeah, I think I've actually seen Back to the Future. One, two, and three. There's three. No, I have not seen. I two think. is in the future and it's supposed to be 2015. Oh. So it was set in 1985. 2015 was the 30 years in the future. Oh. And the thing was the Cubs won the World Series. And then they actually did the following year. Boom. Oh, wow. So can they make another one <laughs> that is 20, I would think 23 that, and then they win in 24? See, the crazy part is if because they go 30 years in the past and then 30 years in the future. Oh. So 30 years in the past. Now you're talking, what, uh, 1992? My oh, goodness. Man. Yeah. Crazy. Wasn't even born yet. I was. <laughs> <laughs> you don't look a day like it. <laughs> so getting back to our lead for today, the UT Arlington Mavericks will be joining the WAG July 1st. So very exciting news there is now we have a team in that Dallas market right in the heart of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex goes along with, I, I was telling you, I had a chance to go out to Abilene Christian for a women's soccer tournament. That's right. Went up to Tarleton and Stephenville uh, to watch some football when they played Lamar. Also had a chance to talk to Billy Gillespie, their uh, head men's basketball coach while I was there. And these schools aren't too far away, about an hour and a half from Tarleton, about uh, two, three I guess depending on who's driving, because I was actually, there's a bad rainstorm, so it took longer to Abilene than it probably should have. Would you classify yourself as a slow driver? Uh, I, a cautious <laughs> driver. I would say that a careful driver. 20 under the speed limit. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who says cautious. <laughs> uh, but uh, at this point, we, we have eight teams in the state of Texas wow. in the WAC next year. Of course, Incarnate Word will be joining the WAC in July, as will Southern Utah. It will be joining the WAC in July. So 15 schools in the conference for next year. So 
from just a few years ago where, you know, kind of wasn't too sure with, you know, schools coming and going. Now, all of a sudden, the WAC in a very good position. Yeah, it's really exciting to see the WAC expand and also expand in the state of Texas. And we get a chance to hear from UTA President Tech Lim about his excitement for joining this league. We're looking to grow more steadily uh, in terms of quantity, but more so in terms of quality. We want to grow more in terms of quality, in terms of our research and academic strength and the students that we bring in here. So with that, I think this will be a significant value added uh, to the uh, Western Athletic Conference. Earlier this week, we also spoke with Athletic Director Jim Baker, and he had a lot to say about UTA joining the WAC. When we met with the, with the two presidents and Commissioner Thornton, just the, the vision that they had for the WAC and where it's going. And, um, you know, we are very impressed with that and, and the stability that they have done in, in the, the revamping of the WAC with all the transitions going on across the country. Uh, we just really were impressed with, with what their uh, eye to the future is. And our WAC commissioner, Brian Thornton, commented about why UTA is a good fit for our league. You know, the WAC name is something that's synonymous with success. Um, it has a ton of history, but the, the characters, the cast of characters and the institutions that are in the WAC now are different than the ones from yesteryear. And this is an opportunity for our conference to continue to rebrand itself and to rebuild itself into something that is extremely strong and making it one of the foremost uh, mid-major conferences west of the Mississippi. So as we talked about, Kendra, the fact that they're in Dallas they're a flight away from from all of our schools. It's it's kind of a hub. There's a lot of alumni from other schools, especially in the state of Texas, who live in the Dallas-Fort Worth metroplex. So very, very good fit all the way around. And, of course, you got the college playoffs there. And like Brian had mentioned, that it's kind of a hub for college athletics. So that's pretty exciting to add a team like that. Very exciting. Speaking of exciting, this week we have the East-West Shrine Bowl happening in Las Vegas, Nevada. You were supposed to go, but because of the COVID concerns, those kind of things became a virtual event. But this is uh, something, part of the galvanized group uh, that's put on by Laura Oakman, the famous sideline reporter who does an excellent job. You see her every Sunday on NFL games or heard her during the playoffs as well. Yeah, she's actually uh, going to be doing the NFC Championship. So she has a pretty busy week. And on top of that, Thursday and Friday is when this galvanized camp takes place. And so what it is is we meet. Um, it's all women in sports. And we talk for the first day. Um, and we, we learn different different things, different interview techniques, how to dig deeper, how to you know uncover the, the person and not just the athlete. And then we get a chance to speak with some of the Las Vegas Shrine Bowl players. We'll have, I think it looks like on the schedule, I'm speaking to four of them. So it's a really good way to connect with other women in sports, but then also, you know, apply what you learned in the first day of boot camp to the second day. I did one several months ago and it was it was really helpful it was actually with the atlanta falcons dwayne johnson jr was my rookie that i was paired with and we had a the rock son yeah the rock son you know i i didn't (laughs) (laughs) 
I uh, I it's didn't. It's not the rock. Song. No, it's not. No, I no. I didn't even want to ask him because we were talking about you know cliches and and how to avoid just <laughs> people, and I figured that everybody would be like, "Hey, you the rock son," yeah. and he'd get tired of it, and he would either take it as good or bad, and we didn't want to get off on the wrong foot. But uh, but that's that's pretty exciting. Um, fortunately, no whack players are in that one, so uh. Can't bring any content back to the WAC. Yeah, initially Zion McCallum from Sam Houston was on the roster, and then he actually got an invite to play in the Senior Bowl, which is February 5th. Yeah. So the, the game's too close together. You wouldn't be playing in, in both games. But this is the time of year. You start seeing a lot of these all-star games where scouts get a chance to scout these players up close and personal and learn a little bit about them and, and watch them against different competition, if you will. <laughs> and I also wanted to, to give a shout-out to Laura Oakman, who I've had a chance to – meet uh, over the past few years she worked with rachel v hill your predecessor obviously has worked with you i was telling you when i was a young lad uh unfortunately my uh person i interned for is is, uh, in a health crisis right now and was kind of going down memory lane the last uh, few days and one of the interns with me at uh, channel four here in denver was a female reporter and and i was telling you 30 years ago that was unheard of she was really one of a kind and went on to be the first sports anchor in the in the state of Alabama to so to see where it was 30 years ago when I was first getting my start to now where you can't watch a game without seeing a female broadcaster in some role we're starting to see females doing play-by-play for NBA for Major League Baseball and just it's it's really uh an exciting time to be in the industry I think Laura Oakman deserves a lot of credit for that. In in uh, one of the biggest things that she talks about is when you see another woman on the field, is you're not competing with with that person. I think that is what a lot of people think. Like, oh man, I got to compete with this person. There's such few positions for women. I'm competing against another woman, and she makes it like we empower each other. Why does there just have to be one spot for women? Why can't you both? You know, why can't you both get the job? Why can't you both be in, in the same room? You don't just have to have one. And, and that's changed a lot of people's perspectives and kind of built this sisterhood. So very exciting to get to uh, have an opportunity to do that very soon. And, hey, let's just let's shift <laughs> gears completely. Let's just move right along to whack men's hoops because my mind is still boggled from this past week. I mean, did we expect to see Seattle U undefeated at the top standalone top the whack rankings and then sam houston seven and one well let's start with seattle you first and you had a chance to visit with chris victor and and i had a chance to listen to that and when when you uh talk to coach victor he, he has he has that confidence that you want in a head coach and also you mentioned in that interview they're the only team that had five starters returning and that i think is a big part of why Seattle U is playing so well because Darian Trammell came back, Riley Grigsby came back, and then you had a Cameron Tyson who played at the University of Houston, went to the Final Four, add him to the mix with these five returning starters. All of a sudden, they've won seven in a row, 6-0 in the WAC, but we're going to find out. Now, we're recording this on Wednesday, so by the time this airs, we're going to know how they played against Stephen F. Austin tonight. But then they also play Sam Houston on Saturday afternoon. That's our featured game of the week. Yeah, that is certainly one to circle. And Cameron Tyson, like you had mentioned, transfer from University of Houston. What an impact he has made. He was our Ticket Smarter Player of the Week. 
half-court buzzer beater, <laughs> okay? He just threw this one up, and it went in. But that's not all he did. He was averaging 19 points, 4.7 rebounds per game to three, three games on the road, three wins. Because they played uh, CBU on Monday, so it was part of a makeup game. So, yeah, three to win at CBU. Yeah, that no was. No easy task. At Abilene overtime. Christian. Went to the second round of the NCAA tournament last year. And then uh, went at Tarleton, Billy Gillespie. Three big wins. And, and, I mean, that just shows you how tough whack basketball is this year. Yeah. It doesn't get any easier when you have Stephen F. Austin, Sam Houston now coming to Seattle this week. You mentioned Sam Houston. Seven and one, they won five in a row. Those are the two big eyebrow raisers of the week. Not that they only beat New Mexico State, but the way they beat them. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely dismantled New Mexico State. It wasn't even, like, close at all. I mean, they were leading 38 to 18 after the first half. And then you talk about Teddy Allen. We just talked about his 41-point game, how incredible it was. Comes in two points. In against this game and or against Jabari Rice, same thing. I had a very tough time. Two points. Highest uh, one was eight points from Johnny McCants. Totally unexpected. New Mexico State was on a ten-game win streak. You're going to have a clunker every now and then. I mean that yeah. that happens in in college athletics. But Sam Houston really on a roll. Savion Flag really fitting in nicely with that team as well. Yeah. Uh, as their leading scorer, but they have a lot of different options and they just clamp you down defensively. But I saw a tweet, I think it was from Wack Hoops Digest, uh, <laughs> who, who saw Sam Houston being 7 and 1 in the conference after eight games and Savion Flag had the raised hand emoji. <laughs> so, shout, you know, shout out to him for having that confidence and really looking forward to seeing that game Saturday. Now, again, as we're. Uh, Recording this podcast, Sam Houston plays tonight against Cal Baptist. Yeah, that's another one definitely to watch because California Baptist. <laughs> so anybody listening to this cannot watch it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so I hope you did watch that. There you, go. Uh, there you go. Because, you know, CBU has some hiccups. I don't think their record necessarily reflects the talent that's on their roster. I think they're still trying to figure things out. Of course, they have Taryn Armstrong that's been out. He was a freshman that just came in and just exploded for them, but they're learning to win. And so, you know, they go through that up and down. But once they figured out, you know, we're, we're end of January. We're not expected expecting teams to be playing their best basketball right now. Another big game to watch out for, New Mexico State Grand Canyon. This has Ooh. been the marquee game in the WAC uh, at least the last five years or so. Uh, Grand Canyon has never won in Las Cruces. That's that's a little nugget you want to store away. 0-8 uh, playing at New Mexico State. Last year, the schedule was a little different because of COVID. So teams played doubleheaders at the same place, and it happened to be both games were at GCU. So they were able to beat New Mexico State last year, but that was at GCU. They have not won in Las Cruces. And um, anybody who was around remembers the 2019 Johnny McCants half-court shot to win the game because uh, it was GCU was about to win. And then yeah. Johnny McCants hits a half-court shot. He says, no, you can't win. <laughs> <laughs> we, love, we love that, uh, <laughs> that joke. But that'll be on Saturday night. There's also a lot of good basketball coming up this week. Yeah, and GCU... Kind of probably on a redemption track after dropping two in a row. Yeah, interesting because they were they played Austin. so well against Tarleton yeah. in that ESPNU game, and then Coach Drew came down with COVID, was not able to coach the team, uh, you know. But uh, 
shout out to Sam Easton and Stephen F. Austin for beating GCU as well. So, I mean, that's true. Uh, no matter what, you, you got to play the game. And, and both those teams were able to, to come away with victories. Absolutely. And then New Mexico State, by the way, bounced back after losing to Sam Houston and won at Stephen F. Austin. And Teddy Allen was back to being Teddy Allen. Yeah. So that's one of those things that you look at. You know, you, you lose one game, but how do you respond? And that's what you want to see. That's, I'm sure, what head coach Chris Jans wanted to see. And everyone's going to have their down games. And better to have it at end of January than uh, middle of March. Hercules Tires is the official tire of the Western Athletic Conference and for more than 65 years has been providing tires with unbeatable quality at an unmatched value. Whatever the vehicle and whatever the terrain, Hercules Tires invites you to ride on our strength. For a retailer near you, visit HerculesTires.com. Women's basketball, we have the showdown we've been looking forward to, I think, since it was announced, the Duh. four Texas schools were coming in this year. <laughs> Stephen F. Austin won the Southland last year, taking on California Baptist, who won the WAC last year. Both teams, as we do this podcast, undefeated. Uh, actually, now that I think about it, they both play Thursday, so we're good here. Okay. We, we, we're good on the women's side. All right, all right. So, uh, But obviously both have games before that game. On Saturdays, uh, Stephen F. will be at Seattle U on Thursday, while CBU will be hosting Sam Houston. Yeah, CBU 6-0, and Stephen F. Austin 5-0. and CBU's got a lot of players. I mean, we talk about Ana Leda every single week, Caitlin Harper. You know, we talk about her every week, but this was her first player of the week. I know, it's just a year. crime, if you ask me. But Caitlin Harper <laughs> has two. Brittany yeah, Thomas true. has one. So, I mean, the fact that they have four player of the week awards already. yeah. Just shows you how balanced they are. Obviously, Ani Oleda, player of the year last year, playing even better this year. Yeah. Steals, assists. And, and now, now is looking really and good. And now she's added a three-point shot as well. Uh, Yeah. Where did that come from? <laughs> and she can blow past you. She can, she's just a very exciting player to watch. But if anybody can figure out how to stop her, it could be Mark Kellogg. Stephen F. Austin coach. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> Yeah. It's I mean, he physically wouldn't be out on the court stopping her. I mean. <laughs> and CBU, by the way, did have a SportsCenter Top 10 highlight last week on a, on a Thursday. So that just shows you that everybody's paying attention now to the Lancers, and that'll be our game of the year so far against the Lady Jacks. Yeah, Nicole Avila Ambrosi steals it, takes it down the court, passes it over to... Georgia George Dale. Dale, the behind the back, yes. back to Avila Ambrosi for the finish. Nice one for Sports Center top ten. But hey, CBU is getting the well-deserved recognition. Uh, Grand Canyon, though, they're in the hunt, five and one in the WAC. They're on a four-game win streak. Head coach Molly Miller is doing a terrific job with that program. They seem to be coming together. It was a little surprising on January sixth when they lost at home by twelve to UTRGV. Yeah came back and then it was an overtime game against Lamar just based on where GCU was picked this year. I know they had some COVID issues, those kind of things, but it just yeah. seemed like they were a little out of sorts at that time. And now as we're kind of moving along, they seem to be playing better and better each week. Also wanted to point out, we had a game yesterday, uh, something that had not happened in three years as Chicago state won a home game 
against New Mexico State. They were down 16 in the fourth quarter. Cougars come back to win, and all of a sudden, Kendra, we're looking at uh, Chicago State with two wins in the WAC. Keep in mind, as we head towards WAC Vegas, 10 teams go. Okay. California yep. Baptist can go, even though they are not eligible for the NCAA tournament. Dixie and Tarleton not eligible yet because they, they're only in their second year of the transition. So they're gonna, there's going to be one school, one men's school, one women's school, that will not be going to WAC Vegas as we sort things out. Chicago State is a team that is really coming together. I'm liking what head coach Tiffany Sarden is doing with that program starting from the beginning of the season when they had that win at Wisconsin, Power 5 opponent on the road. They went, of course, on a bit of a losing streak, but important to know that they aren't total blowouts. I mean, they're they're being competitive in these games. And for them to, to beat New Mexico State for that first win over at home in three years, it's got to feel good. Aaliyah Collins, who you had on uh, Whack All Access, yeah. has, has really been the catalyst. She actually came off the bench in that game, uh, although she led the team in minutes. Uh, and they've been doing that a little bit, I've noticed, uh, maybe to get a spark, you know, for substitution type of thing. She scored 17 to lead that the team in that game against New Mexico State. But to outscore the Aggies 24-9 to in the fourth quarter after being down 16 in the fourth quarter, I mean, a lot of teams just kind of pack it up, you know, at that yeah. point and to stay there and fight. And it was kind of a weird, you know, it was on a Tuesday. It was on, you know, like 11 o'clock in the morning. I mean, yeah, so it was really just, weird just kind of a odd. It was a rescheduled game, so it was one of those they, they had to uh, to fit in there. But uh, to dig down and to win that game, I think, speaks a lot for what uh, Chicago State is and, and maybe a team you would not want to face in the tournament. No, this is a team that's obviously got a lot of fight and a lot of heart, and I can see them making some waves and, and creating some upsets if they get to the tournament. It's going to be a lot of fun when we get to the tournament. Only six weeks away now in WAG Vegas. Uh, Stephen F. Austin, we just talked about them a little bit. Their uh, player, Aaliyah Johnson, selected to be a member of the So You Want to Be a Coach program. Yeah, this is a really interesting program. It's put on by the Women's Basketball Coaches Association in partnership with We Coach. And so what it is, it's a two-day workshop in March, end of March, beginning of April. And it's in Minneapolis, and it just kind of works on, you know, what you need to do to be, be a coach, how to secure positions, understand, you know, everything that goes into it. And, of course, a big part of it is, you know, being a female basketball coach and, and introducing people to the right connections and, and how to make that dream come true. Sounds like a, a great program to be a part of. This morning, uh, this afternoon, you had a chance to talk to our top draft pick from the WAC in the MLS uh, just a few weeks ago. Yeah, Utah Valley's Jojea Quizera, who was pick round one, pick 15 to CF Montreal, and I got a chance to speak with him. And we had talked about this a couple times in the podcast, how we didn't even know he was selected because it was <laughs> it was selected in, in French is how they, they announced it. And so I asked him about it, and it's super funny that his entire family – He's got, you know, numerous siblings all speak French, but him. And now he's going <laughs> to Montreal and he actually leaves. So we're filming this on a Wednesday, going out Thursday. He leaves Thursday to go to Orlando for preseason training. And then he'll be headed up to Montreal and, and everything is still in the works. He's got a lot of changes, you know, where he's going to live and all that. But he's a really cool guy to sit down with. If you can check our Instagram, Wax Sports, you can hear that full interview. 
interesting that he's going to Orlando. I assume that has something to do with the fact uh, with COVID and some of the restrictions. Like we've seen the Toronto Raptors playing in Tampa. Yeah. You know, so maybe there's some sort of deal there since they're in Montreal. And then, you know, playing in Orlando or maybe it's their training camp that uh, they want to be in warm weather in right. January <laughs> as opposed to in the, the icy cold. Uh, hey, can you blame them? At times, Canada. Yeah. Can't can't blame them for that. Yeah, so please check out that interview with Jojea Quizera on our Instagram page. Uh, Kendra, busy doing interviews all week. She also had a chance to talk to Chris Victor, the Seattle U men's basketball coach, the interim men's basketball coach. You listen to that one right after the break. Hercules Tires is the official tire of the Western Athletic Conference. And for more than 65 years, has been providing tires with unbeatable quality at an unmatched value. Whatever the vehicle and whatever the terrain, Hercules Tires invites you to ride on our strength. For a retailer near you, visit HerculesTires.com. Welcome back to the Road to Wack Vegas. I'm Kendra Sheehan, joined by interim head coach for Seattle U Men's Basketball Program, Chris Victor. Coach, 6-0 in the WAC. You guys now are in first place in the conference. How do you feel like this team has come together to give this program its best conference start in school history? Yeah, this team's been, been a special group. And from the very first uh, game of the season forward, um, they've been improving every game. They've been improving every practice every week. Um, and it's led us to this point. You know, getting better every day has allowed us to have a good start to conference. A 6-0 star we're proud of. We also know there's a lot a lot of conference games left, um, beginning with a big week for us at home this, this upcoming week. Now you were named interim head coach towards the beginning of the season. What has that journey been like for you taking on this new role? Yeah, it happened quickly. Um, from that moment, I think we had a, two practices before our first game in this, of the season. So it's really been a focus on our guys, a focus on, on, on this team and this program just moving forward. Um, and the guys have been awesome to coach. It's a, they're, they're a fun group. They're a competitive group. Um, and they've been all about winning and getting better. So it's, it's been something that we've just been focused on day to day and focused on this group having a great experience. And so far, it's, it's going well. The Red Hawks sweep our Ticket Smarter Players of the Week award. Of course, Cameron Tyson with that half-court buzzer beater at the halftime against Abilene Christian. He played lights out. How have you seen him come alive this season? Yeah, Cam's a special talent. And, you know, he started off his career at Idaho, had a great freshman season, then moved over to Houston, made a Final Four, but didn't really have the role that he was looking for. Um, so he, he came back home and came back to Seattle, looking to make more of an impact for a winning program. And he's just been a joy to coach and been a huge, huge part of our program. Obviously, the guy's shooting the ball really, really well, as good as anybody in the country. But he's doing so many other things for us. He's been a leader in the locker room. Uh, he's a competitor. He's just been great on defense. So yeah, he's had a great, great start to his season. Now this team was the only team in the WAC to return all five starters from last season. How has that veteran presence allowed this team to take it to the next level this season? Yeah, being familiar with each other has been a key for us. It's also allowed these guys to grow a lot closer as a group. Um, you know, the trust they have, in one another and the belief they have in one another is really showing. And I think it's from that being, being together for a whole season prior and then coming back this year, um, you know, being able to play with each other with that belief and that trust has really helped um, and allowed them to have a great start. 
We talked a lot about um, the size on this team prior to this season. And we talked about Abilene Christian and New Mexico State and all these front runners in the WAC. Do you feel like Seattle Utes at the start was underrated and you guys have something to prove? Or did this team just know that they were special from the moment they got together this year? Yeah, I, you know, the underrated piece, that's for other people to decide. Uh, you know, we were excited about this season and excited about this group. Uh, our, our goal before the year was to win as many games as possible and contend and win a WAC championship and somehow earn a a birth to the NCAA tournament. Um, that was our goal from the start. That's still our goal. We knew back then would there would be a lot of improvement needed to do that. And we still know at this point in the season, we need to keep getting better and improving in order, in order to, to reach that goal. Against Tar Tarleton, eight players had scored at least four points. And you had spoke about the overall, the team effort that was put into this. It was a team victory. How do you feel like this team all plays together and it transpires on the court? This team has a lot of depth. Obviously, we have our three, our backcourt leads us. Um, Darion, Cam, and Riley are usually the ones that are going to lead us in scoring um, overall the course of the season. But there's so many other guys in the locker room and on this team that are capable of having big nights. Um, and we, we've seen that. Uh, Vaspanza is the, is the freshman of the week this week, and he had a, a, a big game um, against Cal Baptist. Then you see Victor Ratskovich had a huge game, a huge first half, uh, our last time out against Tarleton. And Kobe Williamson's had some big moments. Emeka Udeni's been just a, an amazing piece of our program the whole season. So those three you'll see a lot. Their names will come up across um, a lot of box scores, but there's so many other people on this team that can step up, and that's been a big part of our success as well. The WAC is such a strong league this season. Up next, you got Stephen F. Austin, a team that just took down GCU, and then you have Sam Houston, a team that dismantled New Mexico State. How battle-tested is this team to continue to play at the high level that they've been showing to start conference play? Yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out this week. Uh, yeah, two, two big-time programs coming to Seattle. Um, you know, a lot of respect for both of those programs, what, not only what they've been doing, but what, you know, where they're at this season. Um, and we're excited about it. You know, with our goals being where they're at, um, this, these are the games that you look forward to. Um, these are the games that you really, like you're saying, kind of see where you're at. So, um, you know, we're excited about our six and zero start. And then, you know, but now with this, these two teams coming in this week, we'll see, we'll see how, how it looks. And of course you get to play these two tough teams at home, coming back from your three and road trip, playing in climate pledge arena this season. What has the fan base done for this team as well? Yeah, it's been awesome playing at climate pledge. Um, you know, Seattle's a big time sports city. Um, we're proud to be in Seattle and represent Seattle with, with our basketball program and, Having that arena as our home court has been a huge privilege for us, and we, we look forward to keep taking advantage of it. So as we record this, it's before the Seattle U game against SFA, which was at Climate Pledge Arena, which is where the Seattle Kraken are playing. It used to be Key Arena. They renovated, spent millions and millions of dollars renovating. I, I am anxious to get there at some point here, but uh, the Red Hawks not playing all their games there. So on Saturday – when they play Sam Houston, that's going to be at the Red Hawk Center on campus. And so far this year, Seattle U undefeated at the Red Hawk Center. Yeah, Eric, they're <laughs> playing really well. Um, and they're playing well at both locations, obviously undefeated at the Red Hawk Center. But it is really cool when they get a chance to play in Climate Pledge Arena. And the fan base out there is pretty electric. And so head, interim head coach Chris Victor had mentioned that that does play uh, a factor in some of these games. And, of course, to, to have this game at home, it's going to be a big one. I hear we have a TikTok account. Mm, do you? Yeah. 
What is it? Is it whack say at whack underscore Vegas? And I think, uh, yeah, we've got some videos on there now. So we have content, as the kids say. And you definitely want to check the, this out. So Kendra's the all-star of that. And there's a, a new contest this week. And you can actually watch her TikTok. But you enter it on uh, Twitter, I believe, and Facebook. Yes. So on our Twitter and Facebook, we have a attached an image that you can print out yourself. And it's a blank basketball court that has whack. And what you can do with it is design your own whack Vegas basketball court. And so on our TikTok and Twitter, you can see a design that I made. So I put a few <laughs> Vegas things, a few dice, some cards, attempted to draw an Elvis. May look like a lizard man, but, you know, I did my best. <laughs> and uh, the Orleans, of course, where it's hosted. And then presented by Hercules Tires. Can't forget that. And so what you could do is design your own, post it uh, as a comment on our, our Twitter or Facebook. And then we do randomly select these to win a... Win some tickets to Whack Vegas. And so you just ask any of the other four contest winners. You know, this is this is exciting. Very exciting. And we want to thank our guest today, Chris Victor. And we want to thank you for listening to the Whack Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Whack Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And check out our website at whacksports.com. Whack.